The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now, here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, hello, and welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Well, my name is Nora Gedgaudis, as you know, and, and I'm here today talking about the brain, uh, enhancing the functioning of your brain uh, memory and cognitive performance uh, using both dietary measures and also we'll be talking about uh, neurofeedback. In the first half hour, of course, we're going to be talking about the brain from a nutritional perspective. In the second half hour today, we're going to be talking about brain training, neurofeedback, and stroke recovery. We're going to be joined by a stroke survivor who is going to relate her remarkable story of recovery from a stroke she very nearly <laughs> didn't survive uh, using neurofeedback. And many, of the nutrition, and many of the nutritional principles we talk about here on the show, too. Uh, you aren't going to want to miss that. So now, as always, I, I want to offer my disclaimer that nothing we talk about here today or any day is meant to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any medical condition of any kind. So if you have a medical condition, you should always consult with your trusted and qualified healthcare provider. That being said, let's talk about the brain. Well, one of my mentors in the science of uh, blood chemistry, endocrine science, and neurochemistry, his name is Dr. Datis Karazian. Um, he's a functional neurologist among about a dozen other things. This guy has acronyms that just don't stop. Um, but he had this to say, quote, Everything you have ever experienced or felt or conducted in life is due to brain function. The ability to enjoy, perceive, sense, and experience life is dictated by the firing rate and health of your brain. It is impossible for a person to become healthy mentally or physiologically without a healthy brain, unquote. So one thing I can say without reservation, though it may be a little difficult for some people to hear, that far and away the most challenged brains and nervous systems I have ever worked with, uh, the most intractable and, and difficult to help, um, have nearly all been vegan or strict vegetarians. Now, I'm not trying to start trouble here, but I'm not the only one among my colleagues to notice this. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about a diet that's based in starch. Uh, grains, legumes, potatoes, etc., sugar, common allergens, or what are called food sensitivity-generating foods, and a diet really low in natural varieties of fat, especially saturated fat and naturally occurring omega-3s like EPA and DHA, uh, also protein and, and certain nutrients really only found in animal source foods. 
you know, as well as a lot of critical fat-soluble nutrients. So they're often deficient in zinc, magnesium, iron, calcium, and many other things. It all seems to lead to chronic states of anxiety-related disorders, agitation, irritability, spaciness in some or excessive nervousness in others. Uh, memory problems are really common. Cognitive challenges, sleep issues, uh, brain degeneration and GI problems, it's a mess. No amount of brain training can put a nutrient there that isn't there. Now, brain training can't compensate for some dietary substance that you may happen to be reacting to or, or maybe somehow interfering with your physiological functioning. You really need those raw materials. Well, carbohydrate-based diets, whether they're vegetarian or vegan in nature or not, dysregulate the hormones, insulin and leptin, in a major way. And, they, and virtually you know, all functions of the hypothalamus in your brain are, in, are essentially controlled by the hormone leptin. That is a lot of control. Every time you have a blood sugar surge, you're also generating surges of insulin and leptin. Both insulin and leptin stimulate, you know, apart from inflammation, they're stimulating sympathetic overarousal, basically fight or flight. Uh, they're going to put in you a state of stress and survival mode. So carbs also feed things like candida yeast, you know, too, which can generate everything from brain fog to anxiety, and that's another aspect of this that you may need to consider. But sugar and starch-based foods also cause something called glycation, you know, glycation is where the sugar in the bloodstream will start to react with proteins and fats and cause them to become kind of sticky and misshapen and begin to malfunction in your body. And this generates something called advanced glycosylation end products, or they refer to that as AGEs. In other words, sort of aptly, they age you. They attract free radical activity. They degenerate your brain. And, and they cause mutations to DNA that can lead to cancer down the road. It's just not good. Well, there's, there's a bit of a myth that's extremely widespread, even among healthcare professionals. And it's the myth that we have to have sugar to run our brains. That's just not true. You know, most people walking around by virtue of the standard American diet have made themselves dependent upon sugar as a primary source of fuel so for them, this is, this is true. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Not only do we not need to eat any starch or sugar in order to meet our glucose demands, but our brains and organs can all run perfectly well on something known as ketones. Those are basically the energy units of fat. I mean, what do you suppose we did during the Ice Age through those frozen winters of unimaginable duration, would nature have been so dumb, so stupid as to make us dependent on dietary carbohydrates when nearly all we had to eat was meat and fat? Would nature ever have made us inherently dependent on so volatile and unreliable a fuel? The brain makes up no more than about 5% of our body weight, but it utilizes anywhere from 20 to 30% of all our energy for what it has to do, which is a lot. Fat, you know, in general has a lot more energy per gram than glucose, about twice as much, in fact, on average. 
Plus, it's, it's very even burning. It's, it's used efficiently in the presence of oxygen, meaning anytime you're not in a state of extreme anaerobic exertion. And it's very, very stabilizing to your brain and nervous system. About half of the fat in the brain is actually saturated. And our brain also needs and uses quite a bit of cholesterol, which is one reason why people in, on statin drugs, for instance, often develop memory problems. But, of course, I'm digressing here. But about 11% of the fat in our brain is made up of something you know, referred to as arachidonic acid, the evil arachidonic acid. That's, you know, some authors have, have vilified that particular fatty acid as something that no, nobody should ever get any of. Well, we need it. And, and about 25% of the fatty acid makeup of our brain consists of something called DHA. That's the cosahexaenoic acid. It's an elongated, it's the most elongated form of omega-3s, and it's found only in, in anim, animal source foods. I, I think somebody has an algae supplement with DHA, but I, I've never met anybody with an algae deficiency, so I, I wouldn't know too much about that. But I'm here to tell you that if, if it's not in your diet, it's not in your brain. You cannot get this you know, DHA in any meaningful way from flax oil, for instance. It's got to come from animal source fats. And our brains are made up of mostly fat, uh, we're all fatheads, basically. Shout out there to Tom Naughton. <laughs> uh, our brain is made up of roughly 70 to 80% of fat by dry weight. And our brains don't really respond much to insulin, which is both a blessing and a curse, because our brain is so important. And because it has to act, be able to access energy under all possible conditions, it can't afford to become insulin resistant, which would limit the potential availability, of course, of, of glucose in an emergency. So even when we have a lot of sugar in our bloodstream, even if you're diabetic and otherwise insulin resistant, your brain is getting bathed in all that sticky glycating sugar all the time. Glycation, you know that word again, it's the primary cause of brain degeneration and aging. It's, it's the primary cause of neuropathy. And it's also the primary cause of Alzheimer's, which is basically brain neuropathy. It is extremely destructive. Uh, brain imaging of alcoholics and of Alzheimer patients looks strikingly similar with brain degeneration and shrinkage you know, due to excessive glycation. And it isn't pretty. And a lot of it isn't reversible. So we have to do what we can to prevent it. Now, some glycation is reversible, but one has to make some pretty big dietary changes like eliminating dietary sugar and starch, plus there are certain nutrients that can help. Even though I personally don't eat dietary sugar and starch, I, I take some of these nutrients, and I'll get to some of those in a bit. But you see, no matter, no matter what, you're always going to have some glucose in your bloodstream all the time. We can produce all the glucose we need from a combination of protein and fat in the diet, but mostly all we have to have it for, all we absolutely have to have it for, is really to feed our red blood cells. Sugar is an anaerobic fuel, and our red blood cells feed anaerobically, so basically as to preserve their precious cargo, which is oxygen. So no matter what, our brain is being exposed to glucose all the time, whether it's dependent on it or not. No matter how little is there, glycation is always taking place. That's why the less that's there, the better. That's where the value of conditioning your body and brain to run on ketones, those energy units of fat, comes in. Now you're at least removing blood sugar from that mood and cognitive equation, right? As a primary fat burner, it no longer matters how low that blood sugar goes. Your brain has all the energy it needs, 
and more, whether you have food available or not. How cool is that? Well, the textbook of basic neurochemistry states that the brain uses ketones in a state of ketosis, quote-unquote. Well, what is ketosis? It's the state where your fat is being burned as the primary source of fuel. Who doesn't want that? You know, now newborn babies are... Newborn babies are 100% fat burners. They don't start changing to being sugar burners until carbohydrates in large quantities start getting added to their diet. But if you want mood stability, if you want a a calm and centered nervous system, if you want consistent and even mental energy, better memory, a much more positive mood, then you'd better learn how to become a fat burner instead of a sugar burner. So anytime when we're talking about brain dysregulation or even brain damage, we need to think about this foundational principle. Now, when we come back, we'll talk about some other foundational principles and talk more about the nutritional impact of, on brain function. And uh, this is Nora Gadgaudis, and you're listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Please stay tuned. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Are you looking for a new perspective in today's challenging economic and personal times? Join the journey to your personal best on the Sky's the Limit radio program. Featuring your hosts, Karen Lovett, Jackie Lawney, and John McDermott. The engaging discussion will center on concrete ideas and actions to help improve your personal wealth, love, appreciation, power, choice, relationships, and more. Karen, Jackie, and John will guide you to your true power of choice on The Sky's the Limit, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to our show. This is uh, Nora Gedgaudis, and you're listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. And we're talking today about the brain and the functioning of the brain and how to optimize that with your diet. Um, and in the last segment, we were talking about uh, some foundational principles around uh, carbohydrate intake and, and, and fat, fat intake. But I'd like to add another foundational principle to the equation here, and that's hydration. Quality water intake, and, and really a fair amount of it, is really essential for all metabolic processes in your body, including your brain. And this gets overlooked all the time when people talk about diet. They're talking about nutrients and vitamins and minerals. Well, guess what? Water is literally the second most important thing you put in your body next to oxygen. <laughs> so you have to think about this a little bit. And for some people, an experience of brain fog, scattered thinking, or irritability might be nothing more than just a state of dehydration. You know, finding quality water nowadays is a real problem, of course. That's a whole other subject matter. But not drinking enough of it is just as big a problem. We also need electrolytes. And I'm not talking about Gatorade, please. You know, we need electrolytes to conduct the spark that drives the electrical activity in the brain. Now, water is the medium that provides electrolytes and nutrients to where they're needed in your body and brain. It transports them there. And it also helps to conduct the signal. But you can supply electrolytes in your diet by... Uh, seasoning your food, for instance, with something called Celtic sea salt or Himalayan sea salt, or by, those are full spectrum salts, that's not just sodium chloride, that it has way, way, way more, um, uh, trace elements in there that are all in ionic form. Or you can use a commercial supplement that I often use called, uh, Trace Mineral Drops by Trace Minerals Research. Uh, you can find that almost anywhere in any health food store. These are all a broad spectrum you know, of ionic trace minerals that are immediately bioavailable and naturally balanced. Eating more seafood can also help supply more trace elements that may be lacking in a lot of soils nowadays. So, so in a different vein, what can you do to either improve or enhance the functioning of your brain using supplements? Well, you're going to want to take notes here because I have some supplements to tell you about. So grab a pencil and paper because I know you're going to be scrambling. You know, uh, so to start with, uh, the ones I'm about to talk about here, these aren't on the usual roster of brain-enhancing supplements, but I'm extremely partial to anti-glycating nutrients. One of the most potent natural anti-glycating nutrients for the brain is something called L-carnosine, C-A-R-N-O-S-I-N-E, and that's not to be confused with L-carnitine, which is something else. But L-carnosine is a very, very protective uh, of the brain. And as you may be able to tell by the name, it's found mostly in meat, and it tends to be lacking in vegetarian diets. Um, I usually use about 500 milligrams a day. I'd also consider taking something called acetyl-L-carnitine, um, A-C-E-T-Y-L, L-carnitine, C-A-R-N-I-T-I-N-E, as a way of improving my brain's utilization of ketones, for instance. Also, together, if you couple that with R-lipoic, R-lipoic acid, it's very powerfully anti-glycating, too. 
uh, B vitamins in general are really good, and I think most everybody can benefit from B-complex. Uh, there's also a form of B12 called methylcobalamin, M-E-T-H-Y-L, cobalamin. Uh, and I, I generally recommend that people use the uh, sublingual form so they can be assured that it gets into their bloodstream and can bypass digestive problems. But that can be a very, very powerful support to healthy brain function. There's also a fat-soluble form of vitamin B1 called benfotiamin, B-E-N-F-O-T-I-A-M-I-N-E, and that can be a powerful protectant against glycation. Uh, there's also something called, uh, it, well, it's an extract of the periwinkle plant, and it's called vinpocetine, V-I-N-P-O-C-I-T-I-N-E, and that can also help with cerebral circulation, cognition, and memory. You can use that for periods of time. It can be really helpful for that. Something else called phosphatidylserine, it's, it's usually abbreviated PS. That's shown considerable promise in reversing things like mild brain degeneration and, and cognitive dysfunction as long as brain cells haven't completely died. Um, amounts and studies that have demonstrated helpfulness uh, in that regard, they range anywhere from 800 to 2,000 milligrams if you're taking it orally. I, I actually prefer a transdermal form that I use that helps to bypass, uh, bypass potential digestive issues and it's quite a bit more economical. Uh, it's a healthcare practitioner only brand though. Um, and uh, a company called Apex Energetics makes it. Uh, they also make a wonderful, uh, you know, transdermal glutathione cream uh, that can help raise systemic glutathione levels, and glutathione is one of the most important antioxidants for the brain and body, and it's very anti-inflammatory. But oral glutathione just doesn't digest and absorb intact, so this transdermal thing is pretty wonderful. But you can't find it in stores, unfortunately, the transdermal stuff. Transdermal means absorbs right through the skin. Um, another product, and you have to go to your healthcare provider, but another product that I've seen very helpful in restoring healthy cognitive functioning is one made by the company, uh, one of the companies sponsoring this show. It's called, uh, the company's name is Biotics, as you may recall. And the product I'm talking about is called Nucleozyme Forte, and it's a source of RNA, which can be really helpful. Um, RNA is, of course, ribonucleic acid. And that can be really helpful in cases of memory loss and senility or brain trauma and, and a lot of other things. It's a great product and also basically just available through natural healthcare providers and practitioners, but something to look for. Remember, though, supplements are really only that, supplements, right, to a quality foundational diet. There isn't any supplement or collection of supplements that is ever going to take the place of or override foundational dietary measures. I don't mostly don't use uh, botanical or botanical or herbal supplements since it's really not good to do those long term because no one out there really has what you could call a ginkgo deficiency. I prefer to supply things to your brain and body nat that your brain and body naturally need anyway, except in really special cases. So, you know, it's um, you know supplements are really really good thing to consider taking. Um, they can be really, really helpful, and um, you know that it's it's just something that is really, really good to to think about doing some of. You know, omega three fish oils. There's something else that's incredibly important, and I really make the distinction between fish oil and flax oil. You know, if you walk into a health food store, you you ask for omega three, somebody might hand you a bottle of flax oil. You need to know that flax oil is 
flaxseed con- contains mainly what's called the parent form of omega-3 fatty acids. It's, it's something called alpha-linolenic acid. And that's an essential fatty acid, meaning you can't, you know, manufacture that in your body, but we only need that in the most minute amounts. But the, the most active form of omega-3 in our body uh, include these very elongated forms called EPA and DHA, eicosapentaenoic acid and docosahexaenoic acid. Say that ten times fast. Um, but those elongated forms are only found in animal source foods and in fish oil. And uh, so either you need to be supplementing with omega-3 fish oil, which a lot of people are going to need to do. I would say the majority of people walking around are have some degree, moderate to severe, of deficiency of omega-3 fatty acids because it's just simply not in our food supply anymore. And unless you're eating a diet that consists of exclusively grass-fed meats, in other words, grass-fed and finished, no feedlot time, um, or you're eating exclusively wild-caught salmon, farmed salmon may not have any omega-3s at all. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. So unless you're eating you know, grass-fed meat, wild-caught salmon, uh, unless you're eating, um, uh, you know, those things or you're, you have access to wild game somehow, you're probably not getting it in your diet. And if it's not in your diet, it's not in your brain. So supplementation makes sense. Um, I'm not a supplement huckster. I don't sell a lot of supplements. But I do believe that there's some small amount of supplementation that's really essential, that's become essential for all of us, unfortunately, because of what is being supplied to us now in our culture as food and the way it's grown and um, and also so many of the things that we're exposed to that deplete us of so many things and the fact that the soils have now become extremely depleted of trace elements and nutrients. Supplementation becomes important. And I, I, I want to qualify that too and say quality supplementation becomes important. I really try to discourage people from running out and buying drugstore brands or the cheapest form of vitamins and minerals that they can find, the cheapest form of fish oil, because I'm here to tell you quality does matter. I don't have any stake in the supplement industry at all, and I'm here to tell you that quality matters. You will get what you pay for. You don't want to be buying rancid fish oil. You don't want to be buying cheap uh, brands of vitamins and minerals that have so many binders, coders, and fillings with them that you can't even digest and absorb what's there or have so many uh, additives like magnesium stearate, for instance, um, or, uh, you know, titanium dioxide. Um, There's such a thing, too, is, is, you know, swallowing like a -a one-a-day kind of vitamin pill and watching it come out the other end at the end of the day and not breaking down at all. And a lot of these nutrient formulas that are really, really cheap, you know, the the manufacturers count on the fact that you guys don't really know uh, where these nutrients, anything about these nutrients or or what's considered a good form of calcium, what's considered a good form of magnesium. Most people don't know. They see calcium or magnesium, they think that's what they're getting. That's not necessarily true. You know that in a lot of cheap um, multivitamins, for instance, the source of iron that gets used is iron oxide. Do you know what that basically is? It's basically rust. (laughs) And it'll do that on the inside of your body, too. Um, You don't want that stuff. So stick with quality uh, wherever you possibly can. Healthcare practitioner brands 
which of course you have to get through healthcare providers are the way to go more often than not. But when we come back, we're going to be joined by Lisa. She is a stroke survivor with a remarkable story to tell. She'll talk about how she was able to recover basically 100% using neurofeedback as well as many of the nutritional suggestions we talk about here. So you won't want to miss it. Please stay tuned. This is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm Nora Gaudis, and we'll be back in just a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm Nora Gedgaudis, and today we're talking about the brain and basically how to enhance its functioning and also how to restore healthy brain functioning. Uh, last you know, half hour, we were talking about a lot of um, nutritional considerations, and we talked even a little bit about supplementation when it comes to enhancing 
uh, healthy brain functioning. Well, in this half hour, we're going to be talking about the use of neurofeedback in helping to recover from stroke. Now, we're going to be joined by a guest today named Lisa, who herself has managed to fully recover from a pretty severe hemorrhagic stroke that she should really not even have survived. It's kind of amazing. You are going to want to stay tuned for that, and Lisa will be with us very shortly here. First, though, um, I kind of want to answer the question of what might something like neurofeedback do for somebody recovering from a stroke. Well, it turns out that anyone who's had a stroke has basically suffered a form of closed head injury. It's not a whole lot of distinction in some respects from a close head, from a blow to the head and a stroke. You can get similar um, kinds of damage in some cases. There's also almost always an emotional component to this um, because it's a trauma, right, as, as well as any number of functional deficits or dysregulations that come with that type of head injury. In general, the target from you know, my perspective, is, is first to help a person train their brain toward feeling better and feeling more resilient before trying to tackle the type of training that goes after the specific deficits, such as things like loss of language, loss of visual field, loss of memory, or, or whatever have you. You know, neurofeedback is brain training, and brain training can exercise the brain into better self-regulation and function no matter what the state of dysregulation um, it, it happens to be in. So the first task is always, from the neurofeedback practitioner's perspective, stabilization. And then once we've gotten things a little bit stabilized, well, then we look at what's left. One thing that seems to be true in general is that stress and trauma will tend to shove us off whatever cliff we happen to be standing next to. So whatever a person may have been more vulnerable to before the injury, anxiety, depression, whatever, these things tend to get amplified. So when we look at something like stroke and neurofeedback, what we really need to do is consider the person there, not just the injury. Well, three or four years ago, Lisa, who is joining us today, suffered a unique type of hemorrhagic stroke. It, it affected the, the area right near her brainstem and also left cerebellum. It wasn't the type of stroke that diet really would necessarily have influenced, although, yeah, it really isn't, since it involved a small, anomalous, and sort of abnormal cluster of vessels in her head that, that may have either been there since birth or may have perhaps been generated by an earlier head trauma. It was related to something called an arterial venous malformation, or AVM. Um, some of you may remember the uh, senator from South Dakota who had this AVM uh, type of stroke uh, some uh, about a year or so, or a couple years back now, I think it was, um, and uh, that there was they were concerned that might tip the balance of power in, in the Senate and all that kind of thing. Although I guess he recovered pretty well, um, but in, in Lisa's case, this her particular type of um, malformation was actually called a dural AV fistula. Yeah, uh, for those of you out there who are knowledgeable about these things. But strokes occurring close to the brain stem are especially dangerous since, since this is the area of the brain that regulates truly our, our most vital functions like breathing and heart rate and, and things like that. So cerebral strokes, the kinds 
uh, affecting the gray matter of the brain, those can cause you to lose speech, vision, or mobility, but more often than not, a brainstem stroke will cost you your life. Well, when Lisa came to see me, she had already undergone two brain surgeries, and she was in her process of recovery. She had some odd uh, verbal syntax issues, and she had a lot of memory problems, quite a bit of anxiety, sleep disturbances, dizziness, and daily, she was having daily nausea. Uh, she'd also contacted her doctors about all this, but they basically said at that point there really wasn't anything that they could do. Conventional medicine really, you know, they're better at dealing with structural issues than functional ones. Well, Lisa had heard about neurofeedbacks, helpfulness with stroke recovery, so she decided to give it a go. And before I tell you too much more, I'd really like to welcome Lisa to the show and let her share her wonderful story. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Nora. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just great. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, it's really an honor to be here. And, and I've been listening to your shows, and I, I, I learned so much about your show, you know, learned so much on your shows. And, and I really love your book, too. I have to say that I know several people that have read your book, and um, they're following your healthy recommendations. And uh, they're all reporting some amazing benefits, uh, including myself. So I, it's, uh, thank you so much for writing. Oh, wow. Thank, thank you so much for that. And, you know, your check will be in the mail. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I, I, you know, I, I'm the one that feels honored having you here, and quite frankly, I feel a little lucky yeah. <laughs> to have you here too. Um, yeah. this, well, you're this, not this, the only one who feels lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure not. So, take me back to the time when this happened. I mean, that part of the story alone is is pretty crazy all on its own. Well, it was it was about three years ago. Uh, I was 44 years old. You know, still young. I still consider myself young. And I was I was at home one day and I was studying for an exam that I had later on that evening and so I guess my life was a little stressful at that time um, but I was home studying for my exam and I started getting a, a headache a migraine headache now I've been getting those for a couple of years up until the point of my stroke so I really didn't think that much of it um, but it started getting worse and worse and then I started feeling some pain in my upper chest and upper back area, and I started thinking, oh, I've never Ooh, felt that before, and, and that's, uh, you know, and it, it was getting worse and worse, and, and I started getting a little worried, and um, but then, you know, of course, I'm in denial, I'm like, oh, it couldn't, couldn't be anything, but there was some little voice inside of me that was saying, I think you're having a stroke. So um, I decided to call my partner um, and say, hey, look, I, I think I'm having a, a stroke here. So they came home right away, and um, we tried all kinds of things to get rid of the headache, um, and nothing seemed to work. And um, so since I'd been studying for the exam, I decided to, to go um, to the exam and go ahead and take it since, I, you know, I, I really wanted to. And they were trying to talk me out of it, but, you know, I was just real stubborn, of course, in denial as nothing could be wrong. So I ended up uh, going to my exam, passed it, um, but I had no idea that my um, my brain was bleeding at the time. That was actually wow. a bleed. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So um, came home, put ice on my head, um, woke up about 1 o'clock in the morning. I was just screaming in pain. Uh, I felt like my head was going to explode. Um, so I was taken, and I was also vomiting uncontrollably. Um, so uh, my partner took me to the emergency room, and um, they pretty much took me in right away. And, and if you tell them, and this is a message to your listeners, if if you're having the worst headache in your life, 
please tell the people in the emergency room because they will get you in right away. Um, so I did that, and they did all these tests, and the test revealed that I was having some bleeding in the space between my skull and the brain, um, and that they, were, they found some abnormal blood vessels right around my brainstem area. Um, so they put me in the, um, they gave me some medications, I guess steroid medications to get the swelling down, and that's why I was having, you know, the really bad headache and head pain, um, because my brain was swelling. It doesn't like blood on the brain, so it swelled, and, um, I think it swelled up so much they told me there wasn't even any space between the, the, the brain and the skull. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, that all the little folds and the little wrinkles that, you know, you usually see on the surface of the brain were completely smoothed out to the edge of your skull. That's, that's pretty severe brain swelling, and that can also uh, be its own brand of, of brain damage in addition to whatever the area was that was impacted by the bleed. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, as, as, so glad that I got to the emergency room when I did because I, I, I guess I've, I've read where people who have hemorrhagic strokes, um, there's a big percentage of them that don't even make it to the hospital. You right. know, um, and and it is different from um, the other type of stroke. Phoenix stroke. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I urge your listeners to really learn and know all the signs of stroke, you know, for yourself or your family members. Um, in my case, it was severe, severe headache, head pain that, that, you know, wasn't like before, and then the pain in my chest, and then, of course, uh, the vomiting. So um, I, was, I got to the emergency room in time. Um, yeah, and so, I, you, you also, yeah, I, as I recall, too, you know, you had uh, two different uh, brain surgeries. You had a neurointerventionalist uh, type of surgery where they literally went up through your uh, femoral artery through your leg all the way up into your brain and, and, you know, did some repair there before they actually went in surgically, physically, and removed that cluster of vessels. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fun but, stuff. Once you yeah, got through fun and scary all stuff. the surgery. I, yeah, I actually have a, a hole in the back of my head where they removed uh, the skull bone to go into where right. the brainstem area. And, right. um and I actually, you know, I actually get to say, uh, you know, I need that like another hole in my head. Right. I, 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 I do get to say there you go. <laughs> so well, once yeah. you got through all that surgery, Lisa, what do you remember experiencing in terms of uh, functional deficits? Oh, after after the surgery? Yeah, or after all the surgery and after you were kind of uh, starting to recover and all of that, what do you remember right. about yeah. that? Well, my recovery at first was very painful and slow. I mean, I still had headaches um, and um, pain in because in, the blood actually got down into my spine, too, and your spine doesn't like that. So I had, I had a lot of pain issues, um, severe fatigue, yeah. uh, vertigo, dizziness. Um, every time I went to put my head down, I mean, I, it, the room would spin. It was really uncomfortable. I had balance issues. Um, I, you know, would fall um, and uh, had brain fog and um, uh, I had a lot of trouble concentrating, short-term memory issues, uh, something which I call tip-of-the-tongue syndrome, which, you know, you're trying to find the words and you just can't find them. They're in your brain somewhere, but you just, you know, can't get them out. Right. And um, and I would repeat sentences, and, and a lot, I didn't even know I was doing a lot of these things. So my friends would would would, would tell me, and um, severe nausea and vomiting. And I guess there was an issue with my vagus nerve um, uh, because it was around the it's around the brainstem area, 
and I had um, anxiety and depression too as well. And I did have anxiety before, you know, my stroke. So, but it was really worse afterwards. Yeah, that that edge of the cliff thing, you know, getting shoved off that cliff. Yeah, well, these symptoms lingered on and and on, and and some of them were getting worse, like the vertigo and dizziness. So, you know, I contacted my neurologist and my neurosurgeon, and and they basically said that, you know. those those kinds of symptoms seem to hang on forever, and they may right. not go away. Well, that made me even more depressed. And, right. And so then so, you found, um, you know, I found neuro, out about you know, you, neurofeedback, you and I looked you back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll get into that uh, in, in earnest and, and talk about how neurofeedback basically helped you recover from all of these symptoms that you had following uh, your 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 brain surgery. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about diet, too, because that played a role as well. So I invite you all to stay tuned to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. This is Nora Gaudis, and we'll be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. 
Well, welcome back to the show. This is Nora Gaudis and Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, and we have with us here today Lisa, who is a stroke survivor. And uh, Lisa had just gotten done telling us about, you know, sort of the nature of her stroke and what she went through and, and some of the symptoms that she was left with after she uh, started to enter into her recovery phase after the two brain surgeries that she had. And uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Lisa, because, of course, you know, by this point, as you said, that the doctors really weren't able to help you particularly. And uh, so you were forced to try to find some other answers to uh, the deficits that you had, and uh, lucky for us both, you happened to find uh, neurofeedback. So what do you feel that neurofeedback helped you with the most? Well, it really helped with, uh, I, I guess, my anxiety and my depression, and um, those just melted away within uh, the first couple of sessions. I was Really, uh, I, I immediately felt better after my first session. I felt very relaxed and calm, and I felt like my brain just kind of perked up. You yeah, know, that it was. I remember you saying sleeping. that you kind of felt like you woke up. Yeah, yeah, that it was kind of sleeping, and it just perked up. My short-term memory improved. Um, it, it neurofeedback supported me in helping me get off my medications. I was off all medications within probably two to three weeks after brain surgery. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, it, Very and cool. your feedback, I noticed, really helps me to manage my stress um, so much better. So it, it's just been an incredible um, help for me. And my doctors were just, they were just amazed that I was doing so well, um, you know, just a short while after my brain surgery. I was going back to school um, within a month after my brain surgery and then, um I guess three months later, uh, I got a, a new job uh, doing computer programming. Yeah. So it's just you been amazing your recovery, and I, I really owe it all to neurofeedback and um, and a lot to nutritional support because, you know, while I was sitting there in the chair getting neurofeedback from you, you know, you would talk to me about, you know, nutrition. And so I changed my diet, started eating, eating healthier and and feeling so much better. So Right, right. So... Yeah, we got you got you off the carbs, right? <laughs> that time period, and you started eating a lot more, uh, a lot more fats, and uh, we had you doing some uh, supplements too. I remember, and you were doing some nucleozyme forte and some phosphatidylserine transdermal cream, and we also we, we were doing uh, you were doing a lot of B complex and some extra B twelve, etc. Um, I also remember things like vitamin D, fish oil, and cod liver oil that you know, that you you were also uh, taking that were helping. Uh, quite a bit. So, how would you say that you're feeling now? You sound fabulous. Well, I feel healthier than I've ever felt in my life. I don't get sick, and I haven't been sick since, since my brain surgery. I feel vibrant. I actually feel younger than I felt three years ago. <laughs> my brain works so much better. Um, I still come see you for neurofeedback, you know, once a month, but it's basically basically for uh, management of stress. I have a pretty stressful job. Yeah. Um, and I love how neurofeedback is just so gentle and um, and non-invasive. I mean, it's just sitting there in the chair and, and looking at the computer program, and, and then afterwards it's just, you know, feeling so good. So, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, been amazing for me, and and like I said before, the surgeons and my doctors are—they just can't believe I've made the recovery that I have. And they said, "Well, you really shouldn't be here." So I'm so right. blessed, and and I'm so glad to know you. And 
oh well, you know that that goes both ways. That yeah, I remember uh, you had a, a neurologist after uh, after the fact you that you had talked with another neurologist and you'd showed him. I remember you telling me that you'd showed him the films of your cerebral angiogram, and the guy looked at those films and turned pale as a sheet and looked at you and said, now you go out and buy a lottery ticket because that's how lucky you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, so I do feel really lucky. Yeah, you ran. You also ran into. I, I remember you telling me your uh, your brain surgeon working you while you were working out at the gym. Right, I was uh, I was in spin class, and I I kept looking over at the the guy next to me on a bike, and I wow, he looks really familiar. And then after class, I asked I asked, you look really familiar. You know, what's your name? And he told me his name, and I said, oh my gosh, I said you're the doctor that saved my life. Um, Three years ago. Yeah. And thank you so much. And, and we hugged, and he was just beaming from ear to ear. And, and uh, every time we see each other in the gym, we just kind of smile. So it, it, there was just something profoundly healing about that moment. It was like, and, and, and he said he kept looking over at me saying, that that girl is really working hard and, and uh, you know, kicking my butt. So, you know, <laughs> it, it felt really good. To, yeah. uh, to to be able to do that. So I have no symptoms at all. Yeah. Um, Nothing, no fatigue, vertigo, balance, brain fog. You know, my my brain really is working optimally well, and um, and I do think it has a lot to do with my diet too. You know, eating healthy fats and and uh, you know following the rec- recommendations from your book. Yeah, it's really helped a lot. Well, I mean, I know, of course, you know, you all can't see. Uh, what Lisa looks like, but I'm telling you, she is absolutely the picture of of uh, fitness and health. She's um, looks absolutely wonderful, and um, it's just extremely exciting. And I, you know, and I and I probably need to point out that you know, not not all stroke, uh, you know, not all stroke victims are going to respond as dramatically as Lisa did. With stroke, is kind of a wild card. You know, it really kind of depends on who you are and how severe that injury was and um, what areas of the brain it it affected and how much brain tissue actually died off in the process and what your, you know, what your health and essential makeup is, you know, before going into that, uh, in, into that injury, um, how healthy you are, how healthy your diet is to begin with. You know, if you were on a diet of Twinkies and beer before that stroke, you're, you're you know, your odds of recovery might not be as good as somebody who was much uh, healthier going into it. And you know, with brain training, it just, it just, it, you know, it, it's something that you you have to try uh, to see what you what can be accomplished. But more often than not, I see a tremendous benefit uh, occurring as a result of brain training. Uh, you know, following any form of head injury, including stroke. Well. Lisa, I can't thank you enough for being here to share your amazing story, and it really is an amazing story. Um, the fact that you're here at all is amazing. And I'm sure your being here has helped a lot of people uh, listening. Uh, you really don't have to have a stroke, after all, to be able to improve your brain function. <laughs> but even if you can't do the neurofeedback thing, there's so much you can do to improve so much with, with diet. And uh, I hope we, we manage to drive that point home. So thank you so much for sharing all this great information. Oh, thank you, Nora, so much. And I just want to say, emergency medicine and brain surgery saved my life, but, 
you know, neurofeedback and you really helped give me my life back. So thanks well, again, Nora, for your well, wonderful therapy. Well, thank you. That that's like totally makes my day. And I'd really like to welcome all our listeners uh, to tune in next week as, as we talk about anti-aging, uh, living longer, looking and feeling better, and even saving money while improving how you eat. Well, sounds crazy, but it's true. So next week I'm going to be um, uh, full of – the next week's uh, show is going to be full of stuff that you might just not hear anyplace else. Uh, in the second half of the show, too, next week we'll be welcoming back Dr. Siegfried Othmer, the chief scientist at the EEG Institute, to talk about using neurofeedback to revitalize your brain and invigorate your mind at any age. It's going to be a great show. So until then, remember, if it wouldn't have looked like food to somebody wandering around 40,000 years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for us now either. I would like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship the NTA is the best, most trustworthy, and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements for every health professional. You can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at wwwprimalbody primalmind.com, where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, Your Total Health, The Way Evolution Intended and Didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week.